Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, we're live. Garden Report style. Jimmy Toscano back after inexcusable absence on Monday. Wi Fi issues in the past, we believe. We hope. We don't hope. I don't know. We'll see. It, it's flashing some game. alert at me that like yeah, my yeah. browser's too my browser's too updated for this software. We'll see. Um, so I, I vow tonight if I start glitching, I'm gone. It's your show, Bobby. Okay. All right. You got to be Bobby's yeah. show. Let's do let's do a sequel to the Josue Pavone show, man. That thing didn't really get to launch the way I want. The Josue Solo Show. Dude, I, I, was I was listening in the podcast, like on in my car, and like that part had me laughing. I was just trying to picture you being like, "All right, I guess that's it." Like, it's just yeah, but did now. you see me? Did you hear me ramp up though? Once, once it really sunk in, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I got this." I was like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> I'm, I'm Josue freaking Pavone. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, I this. Like, wait a minute. I don't have to do yeah. this. I got I'm this. Josue Pavone. I've got my own podcast. I'm a veteran reporter. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I haven't hosted it so long, you know. I forgot. I'm like, I know how to do this. I know. Um, so, you know, as people uh, are coming in here slowly, we'll we'll get into things um, as we go. Um, weird game. Lots to talk about. I think. Um, you know, uh, Marcus. We'll get into Marcus. Uh, Brad playing lots of players. Um, lots first of players. time we first time we saw the big three here. Um, it's interesting, you know, First so I don't know the big three. What are you talking about? I'm saying, oh, I, I'm, right. I, I yeah, no, love, you're right. Yeah. Campbell. So everybody, your thoughts here on what we saw tonight, uh, Joe, where you start. Yeah. I was just about to go. These guys played one heck of a game. Listen, give a lot of credit to the San Antonio Spurs. You could have gone either way. Not. Obviously. I mean, when you look down, uh, when you look at the defense on, Bobby. from both sides, I mean, it gave up a lot. So at the end of the day, I'm telling you right now, the Celtics are in good shape. Brad Stevens, you don't want to get these other guys down, the, the end of the bench guys. That's why he played a lot of people today, right? Everyone's like, oh, wait, the big three's back together. You know, it's back to the old roles, back to, you know, guys buried in the bench. But, no, he didn't do it that way. And I thought that if this thing went the other way, if the Celtics pulled this one off, it would look like a genius in that everyone had a part in it. For about five minutes, Aaron Neesmith was like, I might actually be part of this thing. And then <laughs> he thought he was going to be buried son. in the bench. He was like, back there's no the against Antonio. Even Grant Williams got some burns. The 13th man, Grant. Yeah, that, fir- that first bench rotation actually looked pretty good with Teague, Neesmith, Thompson playing well for some stretches of this game. Oh, Teague you is the to- enemy of ball movement. Holy crap. They did. They did win those minutes though when his rotation got their shot. But it's like they kept going deeper and deeper into the bench to try to find different rotations. The Grant one was a bit of a desperation move, obviously that worked out when they went huge in that third quarter. But it all goes back to that second quarter, the most shameful effort we've seen of the year. I don't know what they were doing. 
anywhere defensively. You had Smart cheating in on shooters into the lane against DeRozan. You had guys falling asleep on backline cuts. It all started with Jalen Brown just snoozing on Keldon Johnson while he cut back door. And then, of course, Tatum throwing away two straight inbound passes in the second quarter. They gave up 10 straight buckets. 20 to 25 throughout the middle course of this game. And this is the second time this season they've allowed a monstrous run. I was trying to think of what other game they did the exact same thing. It was that Pacers game that they actually ended up winning. They gave up like 15 of 18 through the midway point of that game. So what this you, defense isn't good. What do you think for real? What do you think the uh, what do you think the odds would be uh, on the the spurt what the Celtics having the ball with 3.3 seconds to go at half court and the Pacers scoring the with it's scoring the next I mean and the Spurs scoring the next four points that's like a <laughs> million that's like Very a million slim. to one right yeah <laughs> that was um that was so sloppy that kind of summarized that second quarter I think Bobby explained it pretty well there but sloppiness J- I mean Jason Dana both times uh, on those inbounds there and I'm sure he Sure, you heard it. Uh, I, that's what I wonder. That's the first thing I thought, Jimmy. What I wondered is every single person watching that at home, you know, p- probably just screamed a big f bomb, threw something against the wall, was like, "What the?" F-? Yeah. Okay. When they go into the locker room, does Stevens walk up to Tatum and say, "Get your freaking head out of your ass," or is it just kind of like? Okay, methodical. Here's what we got to do, guys. You know, like I think we talk about I, chair throwing Stevens. Was that a chair throwing Stevens halftime? I think it was, but it wasn't. It, the way it ended obviously was a Tatum issue, but I mean, that was it was that was the boil, boiling over point because that entire quarter was trash. It was 29 6, I think, was the run. Um, Stevens was, I'm sure, was already heated, uh, gonna be going into half that way, but I mean, that was just the cherry on top. So I don't know if he would have singled out Tatum in that situation, but certainly I would be stunned if he didn't come storming into that, into that locker room, uh, you know, mad Brad mode. Um, and then, so that second quarter, um, predictable comeback in the second half by the Celtics. Uh, just the way that second quarter went, there's, there's no way they could play that poorly um, coming out of that halftime. So um, I wasn't surprised to see them make a game out of it. When the Spurs turned the ball over 20 plus times or 20 times, whatever it was, you got to win that game. I mean, that's, that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's why you don't give the Spurs credit here. The Spurs were a mess. They were awful through a large shift yeah. of this game. Yeah, this was this was a sleepwalking effort for the Celtics. It was a crap game by crap game by Kemba, crap game by Smart. Um, Tatum was in and out of it. Defensive lapses for both him. Brown had his Brown had his worst half of the season, and, and he rebounded. Uh, you know, uh, fairly well at the end of the day. I mean, he looked mortal, I guess. That's about it. Uh, you know, Tatum had one of those, like, am I into this or not into it sort of games? You know, it was just, it was a half-ass effort. It's a half-ass, yeah. half-ass incomplete effort. I, a lot of people, though, are going to, I don't know whether I'm going to, um, you know, I don't get, I don't get the philosophy behind it. Um, Josue's point is something I had not considered. The, the 12 players in the first half um, of, Okay, I don't want you guys to think that you've been completely marginalized now that we've got our starters back and you're not going to play. I don't know that that was it. I don't know what the thinking was behind that. I can't. I can't land on it. But we talked about Bobby. Bobby was saying on the thread 
the, the bench did fine. The starters blew it. But my counter argument to that is you sit people, they get cold and you get people out of rhythms. And I thought the worst performances, obviously, of the entire game were from the starters coming back off the bench there. And Tatum was crap and Kemba was crap and, 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 and Jalen was crap. That's when we saw them at their worst. And that's demoralizing when your best players are playing that poorly. I mean, are we really are we really going to treat these professional athletes like like kids? Like they all need to get a chance to play? Like this isn't rec league. Like, yeah, I, I everyone can't gets imagine, Yeah, I, I can't imagine that's what's going through Brad Stevens' head. Now, the reasoning behind it, I don't know. I I I agree with John in the sense where you just can't listen. You're getting Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum all back together on the court for the first damn time. Give them some long burn. Give them some. Let's see what they what you know. Maybe they'll pick up where they left off. It's the third night. game in four nights, so you, you're probably not going to kill right. them. Tice going into foul trouble hurt too. The stability inside. You had more of a mixed bag of centers tonight. Probably a reason why Grant got into it a little more too later in this one. Uh, but this is what we talked about yesterday. Well, you were absent, Jimmy. This is why you missed it. There's there's no sure things <laughs> off this. Always talk like that teacher giving the giving the student crap. <laughs> there's no sure things off this bench so like who's to say all of a sudden Neesmith doesn't get involved more here because you don't feel great about semi or green early in the early portions of this one that's why Carson Edwards is playing over Teague John actually nailed that one that Teague's just been so mediocre that you look for a little something from Carson early in this one so that's why all these guys are mixing in and out because even though the bench has had its moments this year I think overall they've been good more than not there's no concrete individuals i think you make a good point though john with tatum and brown to start the fourth both of them on the bench it's nice to have kemba out there leading that group but is he far enough along to lead an entire unit for several minutes while the two stars are sitting on the bench i would have thought you'd have at least one of them in there at the start of that fourth quarter longer stretches with the bench than you would have expected in this one but it probably goes back to the third game in four nights travel that kind of stuff yeah, but Bobby, I mean, after the, the the third quarter that they put together, I mean, I mean that I think that's what's most frustrating about this game because you you don't see them close it out. Whereas the third quarter was a was an issue before, right? And, and that's why I think Brad Stevens may have been tough on these guys because the way they ended that first half was so sloppy and atrocious that he must have been like, look, if I don't get into these guys, maybe he didn't single Tatum out, but if I don't give these guys, you know, if I don't rip these guys' heads off, I mean, what kind of attitude are they going to have in going into the second half? And, and I think a lot of that has to do with again, this, this is the Spurs. And, you know, playing against Popovich, I think maybe Brad, maybe he, maybe he was doing a little too much overthinking. And, and did you look at that second quarter and say, "All right, we'll let the bench guys roll. If these starters aren't going to get it done." I mean, he may have been overthinking a bit in the sense of playing a lot of those guys in that first half, a huge bulk of the first half. But I mean, in that third quarter, I mean, is there really much of an excuse other than the fact that yeah, the Spurs did come to play, and you know, in that fourth quarter, and they, and they punched themselves in the mouth, but the Celtics were right into it, right, right towards the end. I mean, when it comes down to what the Spurs did, you know. Get the last get the last laugh here, but I just feel like Brad Stevens put his team in the position to win heading into that fourth quarter. You know, you have that huge third quarter where you took the you took the momentum. I mean, Jalen and, and and Tatum both had seven points at halftime, and they single handedly scored as many the same amount of points as the San Antonio Spurs in that third quarter. Just showing you how explosive their offense can be. Where was that down the stretch? I was stunned. Brown. Well, I was stunned. Brown let uh, Johnson go by him the way. Yeah, he did across that was something. Let, let Let's go over that end of the game stuff, okay? Um, it, you know, how about the uh, the Jalen play? That reminded me of Game One in the Eastern Conference Finals with Tatum at the end and going up against Bam, except yeah. for it was Aldridge this time. But yeah, let's go down the end of the game there. Obviously, Kemba getting ripped. 
was a disgrace. Um, and that's the ball game right there. It's hard to argue against it. Good defensive play, but like, come on, man. You know, like, take care of the ball. The other thing, yeah. everyone, this is the thing that I think is probably going to cause us, you know, the four of us to break up that we'll end up arguing about um, till the end of time. Tatum passing up the shot to Smart. I understand rational-minded people will say Smart had the better look, and it was open three in the corner. I don't know that I can argue with it. But again, here we are where you're working the you're working the ball around and is you the, give it to trusting though. It's the trust you give it to your fourth you, you, get the, you have three you have three scorers on the floor and the fourth guy and your fourth option gets the final shot of the game. Granted it was an open shot and granted it was wide open. It was wide open, but again, that's you're always gonna come down to it. I don't mind Tatum passing up that I would if Neesmith is the guy who catches the ball on that last position, I feel okay about that because that's his job. That's what he does for a living. He shoots threes, even if he's only been in the league for 10 seconds. Okay, wow. Marcus Smart is fine. He's okay. Oh, he's okay. a lifetime 36, 35% three-point shooter. <laughs> he's fine. But he's still by far clearly the fourth option on the floor. Agrees, and it was so, it's a good basketball play. And at any other point in the game, nobody's going to say, "Do you remember that time when the Celtics were tied at sixty in the third quarter and Tatum passed up that shot and gave it to Smart?" No one's going to call that out in the third quarter of a tie game. But you are going to always scrutinize it in a late game, end of game situation. Shouldn't even, fair or not shouldn't fair? even been there. Shouldn't even been there. Like that play. Fair enough, but I'm, I'm just looking at that. Fair or not fair? Because people will look at it. And I don't think it was a bad so, shot, but yeah, yeah. So you know, you know my stance. I, I, I lean, I lean with you in terms of I usually always only want Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or now Kemba Walker taking the shot. In this case, um, you're not coming out of a timeout. You're, you know, you're, you're coming down the court. You have what, five seconds? I, I forget how many seconds they had. Six seconds maybe um, to get the look that they did. I cannot complain about it. It was a completely clean. Corner three, high percentage shot from, listen, Marcus Smart, say what you want about him, but that's a shot that he should have hit. Um, he should hit that shot. Um, if Jason Tatum forces up a three, John, you're going to be the first one to criticize him for that wacky three Probably. point fade away. So yeah. it's not so, fair. It's not a fair. I, it's it's not fair. You're, no, I know. Made, but so, like, if yeah. the shot goes in, it's a great play by the Celtics and Brad, and we're going in, you know, we're talking about how they're going into overtime and. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see an alternative either. Yeah, you, you had two people diving at Tatum there. I think that's why it helps slit up off Smart. So it, where where was Smart supposed to pass it to? You're down three, so you need to take a three there. There's there was no other option really. Now you could say I one of our commenters just said Drag help him more. <laughs> I I don't see why you wouldn't have Smart on the floor in crunch time. That doesn't make any sense to me. Nah, he's on the floor. Uh, who else? Who, okay, who's on the floor? I mean. If you if you say oh you want your three point you want your best three point shooters out there well smart. What are you gonna do the two K three point lineup? <laughs> right, exactly. Here comes Carson um, again. The only you know if you want to criticize anybody you got to criticize you know Kemba for the turnover. I mean uh, Jason Tatum had the Smart had a good huge, game, the huge and one um, to put them in that position, um, and the, the shot just didn't fall. I mean if the shot falls it's a completely different story. Uh, Marcus Smart's not gonna stop shooting. I mean, and and honestly, well, like, you evidently, don't really want your basketball players to be second guessing. Evidently, he's not, and and right. so that that brings us again to our, uh, you know, what and this is the, I, I don't. I actually, what's funny is I'm getting ripped for saying bad take. I actually, in that situation, think. <laughs> 
Tatum was better off passing the ball than taking that shot. They, right. they, they blitzed him. It would have been a contested shot with two guys on him. Smart was wide open. Okay, and, and I'm John, just bringing it up because it happened, and it's yeah, going to get people think you're bringing it up to give him crap. No, he's just saying what happened. I, actually, but right, and I don't mind. I get it because you, if I raise it as an issue, I'm 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 entertaining the possibility. Those were the kind of shots they took right. against Detroit, though. Like Grant yeah. took those, Smart took those. It was the same deal when you went. It was a little bit, but you're, it's again, you're going, you went stretches. Jalen didn't get the ball enough down the stretch there as well, you know. So, I mean, there's always, there's, there's these, you know, late game execution issues, but you're right. It shouldn't have gotten to that point. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it any, anyway, but the Smart thing is interesting because, um, you know, of, of, uh, of what happened today. Uh, so Marcus, by all accounts, for the last two games, played his two best games of the season. In those games, he shot eight field goals and six field goals. He had nine and 10 assists or nine and 11 assists in those games. Tons of steals, extremely active, exactly the type of Marcus Smart that you want to see all the time. And everybody was lauding his performance. Okay, so then and we have the stats to back it. There is empirical evidence over the last two years when Marcus Smart takes 12, 13 shots or more, the Celtics have a horrible record. When he takes fewer than that, they, te- they, they, they have a better record. And there's other reasons behind that as well. So, seeing as he, But what's interesting is, seeing as he had reduced shots these last couple of games, as you're starting to get your stars back, he was asked about it today um, in the pregame media availability. Like, hey, have you kind of tamped down your shots and your shot selection and this and that? And Marcus was having none of it. So uh, here's what here's what Smart had to say uh, prior to the game on that. Same thing I've been doing, you know, same thing with my three-point ability, just continue to shoot the ball. Shoot with confidence, not really give a F what anybody says, no cares about me shooting. Um, you know, I know I get shit a lot, but who cares, you know? Um, and just go out there and continue to do it. You know, my teammates trust me. I believe in myself. I know what I can do just because I'm not doing it every night. You know, we have a stacked team, so a lot of the times the stuff that I do or not doing does go unnoticed. So for me, it's just to keep playing, you know. Um, it's, there's nothing new. There's nothing different that I haven't been doing. Uh, working in the past is just, you know, with those guys out, it was more uh, opportunities for me and uh, to, to, to show – um, the skill set. So, um, like I said, just really going out there and just doing it. nothing new, just continue to work. So, again, some kind of interview. So, Testy, so doesn't like being told you should shoot less, even though the evidence says you should shoot less. Uh, and the And the results are there that it's better when you shoot less. And in fact, your field goal percentage over your career for the amount of shots that you take, is among the worst in the league. There is no debating that he is one of the worst shooters who shoots 10 or more shots a game in basketball. He has been over his career. doesn't mean he should never shoot. It just means that he affects the game in so many other ways better than when he's taking a lot of shots. The evidence See, but bears then that's that the out. Thing, John. But like, that's not, not the focal point of the conversation. He doesn't, like he, 
he doesn't like hearing it. And then the day that this happens, he goes out and jacks 15 shots when you have the big three, when you have the big three back on the floor, which it just seemed odd to me because if ever there was a day to not do it, you have the big three back and Brad played 13 guys. There should have been fewer opportunities to shoot in this game than in any game this season. And he jacked 15 shots. Josue's got something. I think you just said it. You just said it yourself, John. Like, like what he does outside of that, usually or most likely almost 1,000% outweighs those those bad looks, right? So why is this always a focal point? Why is this always a talking point for Celtics fans? Why? Because when everything else is going wrong, it's like the card in the back pocket that everyone, every Celtics fan wants to pull out. Oh, this is why they're losing. Oh, this is the problem. Marcus shoots too much. And I think it's just reached a boiling point since the postseason which was understandably, understandably so. And I think Marcus said, okay, let me, you know, go out there and, and, and do my thing and, and not, you know, make such a point of emphasis about that. But then here it comes again. Here's a talking point because why? Because Kemba was out. Oh, because, you know, because of COVID protocol, a lot of other players were out. Celtics were losing games because those players are out. Oh, well, wait a minute. Look at the stats. Marcus Smart is shooting, oh, you know, 14, 16 shots. Well, why is he shooting so much? Uh, because the other players are out, John. Because... <laughs> Half the team is out. Like, yeah, of course. Why are, they are you annoying? lecturing me? The, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm saying to John me? for all the Celtics fans that sound like John. You know, I'm calling y'all Johns, okay? Everybody, you know I mean? hop on Joe Sway's back, boys. He's taking you home, okay? Like this is the la- like this is <laughs> you're picking at. You know what I mean? Like it's like the go-to like right. uh, complaint, <laughs> as if it's like the biggest issue the Celtics have right now. It's like the seventh worst. It's like the seventh bad thing that, that the, this the, is the seventh biggest problem. The tenth biggest problem the Celtics have. He he plants that talking point, and the little Johns just take it everywhere. <laughs> All the over little the Johns, internet. yeah, the little Johns, yeah. <laughs> the anti Marcus, don't you ever think about shooting? I've been doing this so my there's, whole there's, life. there's more to this than the three point percentage too. I get what you're saying. <laughs> If this guy's 35% for life, you're going to get 35% on all his shots. But there's something to him playing the role within the offense, too, that if he's going to be a threat to take seven, as many as 22 as we've seen him in the past threes, you got to guard that. You have to guard him like he's going to be a threat in those spots because you never know when it's going to be. Again, I understand, but I shared this stat the other day. In 2019, 2020, when he took 13 shots or more, uh, the Celtics were eight and twelve and two and four in the postseason last year. When he took fewer than twelve shots last year, they were thirty-one and nine. Okay, thirty. This year, the the numbers were even worse. When he took thirteen shots, and I'm going to add today's game to it. When he takes thirteen or more, they're one and five. When he takes twelve or fewer, they're eight and two. I don't know how long. Over a course of time, you need to see these numbers to recognize the Celtics are always worse when Marcus Smart shoots a lot. That's all I'm saying. It is as a high volume shooter, when you shoot as low a percentage as Marcus Smart does, you, your team suffers for it. That is a fact. Okay. This isn't a hot take. These are just literally, this is empirical evidence. It's not the reason they lost tonight. The reason it rears his head is every time he shoots a lot, they lose, or it's, it usually affects the team adversely. So, I, I don't know how what how long how big like a sample size you need to see, but going over two years, it's undeniable. It's not the only problem the team has. It just is a problem that continues to exist from time to time. Right. So I, I will 
one of the first guys to say that when it's a, one of those Marcus Smart nights, it's like, oh, here we go. Like one of these, one of these games, but those stats all sound great, John. And, um, and they make your point. They make the point that you're trying to make, but there's gotta be some outside like factors to it. Like, yeah. Just like mentioned it. Why games where, games where other guys are hurt and he has to hurt. and they're short. Or, games, I, where, or yes. games where like they're already losing and it's not his fault. Of course, they're going to start like. That was kind of the case tonight. Right. So I do think there is a connection there. I mean, there are plenty of games where that is the reason or one of the main reasons. Not the reason they lost tonight. I just, no, no, no. I know, but as a thing that occurs, it's there that, that keeps popping up. And every time we see it, we've had this discussion and we keep having the discussion because all of these Marcus smart games end poorly or so many of them have. So I would be surprised this season. I I think his shot, his field goal attempts are going to go down this season because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are another year older and, and more focal point of the offense. Um, if you do have a healthy Kemba Walker, you know, he's going to obviously take some shots. So I think by default, I would, I would think, I would hope that Marcus Smart would be taking less shots because those guys are going to be taking more shots. Now I know that didn't happen tonight, but I think over the course of the season, it'll average out that way. Um, so I'm not concerned about it. I don't want Marcus Smart to, and he won't because it's not his way he plays. I don't want him to start second guessing shooting the ball. What? That being said, I don't want him to take 20 shots either. But like tonight, for example, the last the last play of the game, I, when he gets the ball in the corner, I don't want him to second guess anything. I want him to be confident the shot's going to go down, whether or not it does or not. It, whatever happens, what? happens. But. You, you can't have your guys like lose their confidence in their stuff. So think about I'm, how many I'm, guys I'm okay around the league you I'm have okay to beg to take a shot. Off. I know, but what's funny with smart guys is he clearly is not afraid to take shots, but you've seen it both in his actions and obviously in his comments right. here. This is a guy who in college was a scorer. So I totally get it when you're telling a guy, Hey, don't, don't you shouldn't shoot. Right. And he's like, this is what I grew up playing basketball. I'm, I'm a scorer. Right. He's a scorer in the NBA. He Dude. believes in himself, and that's a good trait. But what's funny is, ironically, we don't criticize the wide-open threes when he gets them late because we're like, that's a good shot. But statistically, if you break down his makes and misses, he's much better on con- – he's one of the top shooters in the league on pull-up threes and contested threes. So he actually is better at making the tough ones. He's pretty open. bad at open threes. Uh, you see it too. The way he practices, he tra- he takes a lot yes. of the tough ones. Amazingly, right? It's Rondo was the same guy. Rondo mm. was so much better at the shot that he absolutely shouldn't make. But if mm. you left him there for eight seconds to think about his three and line up his shots and square his feet, he would brick every single one of them. Smart's percentage on wide open threes, well, I mean, is, yeah, it's lower than his overall average. He's better at the tough ones. So when you kick it to the corner there, I'm actually expecting a miss way more often than not. Because, again, that's just what the numbers are. He is actually remarkable. I think he was top five in the league at pull-up threes, not catch and shoot, pull-up. And then this year, yeah, I remember this Ron, year he, he's yeah. top three in the league in contested threes with people with a player within two to three feet of him. Uh, so for some reason, he needs that. There are some players who are like that. They need the adversity to kind of clear their mind and say, I don't know, this one probably shouldn't go in anyway. And it frees you up and it makes you looser. And sometimes that's better for you. But Smart's actually not great at open threes. And every time we've had a situation like this, the ball has swung to him for an open three and we say it's a good shot. But again, the numbers actually say for him, it's not. That's why we like him with the second unit too. He can be in that position more on the ball, playing the pick and roll, 
taking challenging shots on the ball rather than off the ball. And we still like him taking those off ball catch and shoot threes more just because they're going to be overall more open, more space. No matter how you feel about the shots, you'd still rather have a better shot than a worse shot, even though it seems like he's better at taking the tougher ones. Uh, But that could be something we think about with him when it comes to how they're going to adjust this team down the stretch here. And I want to talk a little bit about the centers in this regard too. Real quick before we go uh, onto the centers, because I want to talk about that too, Bobby. But what do you guys think of Kemba? Because he's catching a bit of heat on the on the thread here. He had a he had a worse game than Smart. I felt like he was he had a bad he had a rough game. Yeah, I didn't love his shot selection. That second quarter, I felt like his offense stalled the entire offense. With entire some of the right ones he was taking. Yeah. And he can do that too. Smart gets more crap for that, but Kemba's capable of doing that too, taking too many bad shots, hard shots. Uh, The long twos, we love them because the big flashy ones uh, stick out, the step back, all that stuff. But you saw the other side of that in that second quarter. There were some launches, some heaves, some stagnant shots with a lead, which this team is always capable of. Doesn't it feel like when they build a double-digit lead, it's just launch city, let it fly and – don't take it to the hole as much. Don't generate great shots like they did early in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as clearly wasn't one of his better games since his return, but for me, I'm still just looking to see how he's moving out there. And, you know, I, I'm still pretty confident that he hasn't lost like his game or his ability to play. So when he has a, you know, off shooting night or has a couple of, you know, uncharacteristic turnovers, you know, shit happens type of thing. Um, for me, I'm just, I want to see how that knee's responding. I mean, he had the last game off. So, um, you know, I'm just, <laughs> Joe's like, Here we go. Uh, John curses. us. Um, what happened? That wasn't me. No, you said we're not going to have any Wi-Fi issues. I said I wasn't. You know what's for certain? We got a made bed tonight. Look at that. Oh, I We've said. we made adjustments. I- I said I would relinquish my seat at the table if I oh, had okay. Wi-Fi issues. Oh, that's yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. Uh, what's 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 remarkable is, and again, it is funny because we spent. <laughs> is, is he back? Is he back? I don't know. Is he- we can only hope. Uh, we don't want another Wi-Fi episode for is sure. He really ever? Oh, been? I can't. I I promise we will end the show rather than have another Wi-Fi episode. Yeah, that was that was tough to listen to on podcast. I was like, wait, is the show? Old, like it still says there's 20 minutes left. Like, it it was tougher to be here. <laughs> it really was. It wasn't. It wasn't fun to be a part. We of. just saw that number in the top left corner. Just go. Well, for a while, I. What's funny is when I went when the when the Wi-Fi went out. Um, on my end, it said to me that I was the only person on the air. So I was talking, trying to filibuster, not realizing I was gone. It turned out Joe Sway was the only person on there. It's a good um, word. Timely. Yeah. So uh, let the funny thing about Kemba, he legitimately, he, we just spent all this time on smart, or I should say I spent the time on smart. If you want to say, <laughs> I, have an agenda, if you want to say I have an agenda, I what's don't. Your thought, what's your thought on Kemba? We want to hear. But, no, the, the Kemba, I'm still formulating it. His line was identical to Smart's. 14 yep. points on 6 of 15 field goals and 2 of 7 three-point field goals, albeit in 27 And, and he, he started worse, ended strong, whereas Smart started 6 of 11 and then missed the last yeah. four. and then missed a bunch. Right. Um, so I don't know. I just – it's a, it's again a fit thing, and I, I'm willing to give it time 
to figure out how these guys play together again, but they did play together last year. So I don't want to give it that much time. You know, it shouldn't be an issue, but right. I, I, you know, I see a lot of people in the chat kind of talking about like, there are ball stopping issues with Kemba uh, for sure. And it is a lot, there is a lot of my ball, your ball sort of offense when the three of those guys are on the court together. And, and that's what bugs me a little. And that's why I suggested a couple of games ago, trying to split their minutes where only two of them are out there at any given time. And I think Brad did that a bit tonight. I, I wasn't tracking it fully, but there is, um, th- when, when they're all out there together, there is a lot of that, my ball, your ball, just, tr- just cycling through each person taking turn and not as much movement. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. Oh, see, but that's the thing. I, I thought I was going to see a lot more of that tonight, believe it or not, guys. I, I thought we would see more of that bubble style where it was just like, oh, no, you take it. No, you take it. And then well, – I mean, you know, they only had 15 assists. It, was, it wasn't a great night for ball movement. That's true. But I just think in that third quarter, they, they, I thought they, they found the, the fix. You know, I knew they would have to fight for it towards the end. But I just think, you know, when you see the way – again – I don't know if Jason Tatum would have passed up that shot if this was the bubble. You know, I, I think he's learned to sort of take a deep breath in those moments and take his time. And and it's just unfortunate that Marcus missed the shot. But I mean, yeah, I guess it did. The, the ball did slow up, and slow, slow down a bit. And, and and Kemba, that rust is going to be there. I haven't, we haven't really seen a whole lot of rust outside of that very first game where we were just looking at the eye test and he passed out with flying colors. I wasn't necessarily going to give him slack for what the box scores looked like, even though some people did because of the way the Celtics were crushed that day. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I can see him bouncing back. I, I'm not, I'm not that concerned about it. Again, it's more about the eye test right now, and at least you're seeing that bit of momentum that that we saw out of him in his last couple of outings. Brad Stevens is going to have to get creative with this trio here. They're all ball dominant. They're all playmakers on the and ball. There's no Hayward and Kemba, especially, is a guy who has never in his career gotten off the ball, done action. taking catch and shoot threes this is what i talked about it's a whole different dynamic now the starters the personnel is the same but jalen brown is in a completely different situation now versus in the playoffs last year you have to empower brown on the ball they have to have the ball ball. you and you saw it tonight you killed me you you had brown taken out of the game for periods of time yep that's what they did beginning of the fourth they took brown out they Paid him on. They tried yeah. to get Kemba's run there. And, he, and then, he and then when he was out there, there were too many possessions where he didn't have the ball in his hands, and that drives me crazy, you know? Um, and and that's the that's the problem is to get Kemba cooking, you got to let him dance around, dribble, you know, get to his spot and eat 10 to 12 seconds of a shot. He's going to be a challenge for the rest of this year when they're all healthy. It's going to be, you know? It's going to be a challenge, too, to see how uh, – it only works with Kemba if he's shooting lights out. He has to have high. Well, yeah, you know, to, to your if point, I think the, the one thing the 15 guy, if he's shooting 40% from the field on high volume, you know, you're, you're right. It, it becomes a Marcus Smart situation, but he's holding the ball for even longer. And that but, can really stop your offense. That's the concern is he has to be more efficient. You're starting to worry if this was a good player, bad team syndrome sort of situation with, you know, what you were getting with him coming off of Charlotte, where it was like, well, if I don't shoot it, nobody's going to shoot it. But when he's here, it's finding that role, exactly what he's supposed to be. Uh, but you also need to get him moving. Josue, sorry, you were you were going. No, I was just going to say, it's going to be interesting to see how Brad, his approach with this whole thing, because, I mean, we knew it beforehand, but Brad sort of confirmed it today where he said, 
this whole, you know, notion or these people thinking that Kemba's going to be ramped up to 30 minutes. I mean, that's not ideal. So I think Brad has to tweak these lineups and sort of pick his spots when to put Kemba into the lineup and when to mix and match them. And I think it's going to be difficult for Kemba, you know, to get used to that. But the one thing I think is going to be an advantage for Kemba is that he's one of those players where if he's got it going, you know, if he's scoring, you know, six, seven points in a row, but he has to take that breather, he can still hold on to that momentum. You know, he can sit up, sit on the bench of the side for a little bit, come back in and still, you know, continue to score for you. But to your point, John, he may have to hold the ball for a little bit. You know, he may have right. to take on a, a two or three possessions where he has the ball in his hands for at least seven or eight, you know, seconds to, to get himself back into the rhythm of things. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough for Brad to sort of uh, have to figure things out. And I think it makes it really hard when you don't have Pritchard in the mix. I know he's a rookie. I know he doesn't have a whole lot of experience under his belt. But, man, that guy, when he's out there facilitating, it's just a different team. It's a different identity, completely different compared to someone like Jeff Teague. When he's when he had the ball in his hands tonight, I mean, man, how many times did we get a text message from John guy saying, "Stop <laughs> holding the ball, get the ball out of Teague's hands." That dude, yeah. oh my god, they miss Pritchard, man. We get we forget Pritchard. We do miss he's that guy. Yeah. He's that guy. That's his role now. That's a good yeah. point. Forgot about him with the absence the last few weeks. Jimmy, you mentioned it. Fifteen players. Getting real minutes. I don't think I've ever seen it. There were some weird things that happened in this game. The back and forth swings, the 10 straight buckets, but 15 players getting real minutes the way they did. I mean, that was never possible before this year because – Am I counting right? 13. No, 13 active, 15 total. No, 15 were active, 13 played. Taco and Waters – I think Taco and Waters did not play single digits for Neesmith, Edwards, and T. 13, yep. So 15 were active, 13 minutes. Yeah, Javante got 13, and Grant actually got 11 after not really playing for the the first almost full three quarters. So, um, you know, he got his. What's funny is, yeah, I mean, and then Tice. Tice has to stop freaking fouling, man. Like I, I know he gets. I'm so done. I'm done. The war on tanks calls. isn't real. I, I think his record, guys. But I Four know there are bad calls that he get, he does not get the benefit of the doubt on anything. But he's also an idiot. Like he clearly <laughs> does fouling things that he just right. shouldn't do. That's just that little extra flourish, or that th- you know you can't do some of the things that he does, and they whistle him every time. He's it's just his only be, weakness. It's his he's only. Got to be more disciplined player. than that. It's embarrassing. Some of them, the call, some of the calls are terrible, but some of them are like, dude, that's obviously a foul. Like, don't do right. that. He does it <laughs> all the time. Well, I think that I think yeah. the calls that are bad that go against them are on the offensive end of the floor where he gets fouled on like on that dunk at the end of the game there where he just plowed through Poto in the uh, restricted zone. That's another tough name to say. I got some crap for uh, saying the MMA guy's name wrong there. Poirier. Poirier. Because, you know, you were thinking of uh, Poirier. I was thinking of Vincent Poirier from France, but this is an American American version. So, Jakob Pertle. Jakob Pertle followed him there, it looked like. But defensively, he follows like crazy. Well, last year, he was one of the 10 permanent followers, top 10 permanent followers in the league. I haven't looked at the number this year. Probably lower because he's not playing as much. But... It derailed them. That first unit, the starters from last year, I was so excited to get that role. And then four minutes in, he's on the bench, and Thompson ends up playing 22. And there were stretches where I liked Thompson in this one, but it was hard to justify him. Unless it's the COVID stuff coming into play with Rob, 22 to 13, the way they were playing. 
Like Rob, Rob was defense. just playing That's better than him. There's no way around it. Yeah. John, would you trade Marcus Smart for Patty Mills? I know that's I know that's a drum you were trying to bang on the chat thread. You're not you're Dude, not Patty Mills, Patty Mills just I like just, Marcus Smart. I just don't like certain versions of Marcus yeah, Smart. No. Yeah, okay, but Patty Mills okay, no, wait, wait, wait until wait, wait until another five ten guard. When the trade deadline's around the corner, oh man, I can't wait to hear John trying to give rid of Smart. <laughs> Smart is not an untouchable player in my mind. Okay? I know, I know. I'm just saying yeah, you're gonna yeah. be tooting that horn. You know, in about few three three well, weeks or so. For the right, you know, you know, right trade smart for like for 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 like a a package that got you a, a legitimate wing player, and I can't think of who that would be right now. Yes, a healthy one. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? For a Wiggins? No. Stop it. <laughs> Wiggins is alive again this year. A Gordon Hayward. Would you trade for him? Yeah. <laughs> how about this? Would you trade Kemba for Terry right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I don't know why it took so long to answer that, but no. If you get Terry, you'll never get a shot out of Tatum or, or Brown again. Hold it Ever. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. Ever. Here's one more question. What's uh? Gary Terry starts are coming back. Greg Terry's Popovich. career splits aren't great either from the field. Great no. Popovich's well, hair. They were terrible keep it or, keep your it hair. or cut it. Huh? Pop's hair. Keep it or cut it. Starting Yo, to uh, cut it. That it's out. like scary old. He's scary old <laughs> man yeah, in the woods with a shotgun. Right? Yeah, yeah, he creeped me out for a second. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, so like I follow. I, I follow a lot of Spurs fans. He's got the fans. hair from uh, Tales of the Crypt guy a little bit. Spurs fans have turned on Pop. I'm it's like Bob guy. I got creeped out. Last three years have been like uh, Bill Belichick this year in New England. That they are yeah. not happy with Pop's performance. Yeah, you know well, I don't know Pop's relationship with the media there. Like I know I know his shtick is to kind of be tough, but I don't know if it's tough, but like they still like each other, or it's tough right. like they're afraid of him, like with Belichick. You know, but if it's if it is like Belichick, I can see why they turn because like they've been bad when you're kind of a jerk. Uh, the people who cover you they'll give you the benefit of the doubt for as long as you're awesome and untouchable. But as soon as it goes, that leash is really, really short and they will turn fast. So um, you can't have a, you can't have like consecutive down years. If you're one of these guys, because the people will eat you up. Have you oh, been yeah. to San Antonio? They've been waiting. They've been waiting to crap on you for all of these years, but they can't because you keep winning year after year after year. So uh, Pop's one yeah, of those untouchable guys. Where it's like, he's undeniably the best coach in the league. So you can't say anything bad about him until they have a couple of crap years and then you can be like, well, you know, he's slipping. <laughs> yeah. Team, Bobby. Not walking through that door anymore. I was asking John if he's been to San Antonio. Me, no. I've been to the city. I haven't been to the arena. Is it nice? You know what? It's it is it's funny you mentioned that. My I heard they got good food. Texting about San Antonio with a buddy of mine watching the game tonight. There's one small area in San Antonio that's cool. It's called uh, Riverwalk. So if you're ever in San Antonio, oh, yeah. that's, where, you, that's where, you'll, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you'll end up. A lot of good places to eat there. Oh, it's shit. Cool. It happened. After that. Oh, oh wow. Oh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart commented. <laughs> it happened. We had Miles Turner on the threat last time demanding an apology came for Bobby. And now Marcus Smart's coming after me. Next time you interview exactly how you would say it too. Stop disrespecting me. I haven't been in any of those. I haven't. I haven't have you ever interviewed? Yeah, tons of times. Really? I mean, I've been in a million post games where I've you know 
What do, have you have you asked him tough questions? I'll ask anybody any question. I'm not afraid of that. Have you asked about his shooting? I love that. Uh, no, I'm afraid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, that's crazy talk. I get, he literally gets a question about shooting every press conference. So I'm not stunned. He's kind of blowing his top. I would be too, man. Because you know why? Because it's no nothing idiots like us who are criticizing him. Like I get it. These guys are geniuses. They've been doing this for their whole lives. They understand the game at a much deeper level than most people who are covering them, ourselves included. By of course, and every media type that's in front of their faces asking them shit and they're like you only understand a fraction of what i understand about this game so you're you're almost not the fact that they answer any questions actually surprises me because <laughs> none of us have the right i mean basketball questions none yeah. of us have the right to ask any questions because uh. we're not we don't have a deep enough understanding of the game as as they do. I I know you hate when they play the have you ever played the game card, but there's so much more that goes into it than most people are able to comprehend. And it is frustrating when you're at the height of your – you're one of the best in the world at what you do and you've got friggin', you know – John Zan is over here yeah. with his wall. If you look at the percentages, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my stats show me. You that know how much I was going to must drive Mark uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I it's get it. Yeah. You're one of the worst shooters in the history of the game, Marcus. Uh, just, you know, your thoughts on that. According to staff, I don't know if you know this, Marcus, but it's like, dude, you think he's thinking about that? Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like you, you feel for the guy. You so feel for the guy. There is something like I know John's got the stats and it's all true. Like we have a big sample size of his shooting at this point, and it is. Oh, you're talking about those reporters because yeah, we got a big sample size of those too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not John. It's far from John. Yeah, it's, uh, trust me. Oh, you want you want to start going in on Celtics reporters? But I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's some of the big shots he's hit. Or just he takes so many, so we we've seen him hit a lot, or even just how it looks because his shot does look good at this point. Like it's smooth, it's it's thorough, it's gotten better over time. I, I just have confidence when he shoots. I I really do. Like I'm past the point where I'm like, oh no, when he start when he fires one up, that corner one looked decent at the end of the game. It just hit the front of the rim and bounced out there. I, like I don't, there's just something here. I don't know how Joe Sway and Jimmy feel about that because they believe in his shot a little more than John does. It seems there's something there that inspires confidence in me. I just, it's just the, it's the, the, the gutsy. You know, you, you know, the he's assertiveness. The assertiveness. He doesn't even think. Right, but obviously we've seen the other side of that, and obviously I'm, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of the bubble. Like I, I just, it was like every single Marcus Martin naysayer was like. The, the the you know they're speaking truth for months ahead of time and it's like the biggest i told you so i ever heard from those guys and i was like okay well you know i, I think marcus is in a space and it's part of his a uh, uh, he's a veteran in this game that he's going to be able to correct that and i think he has but again when things go wrong when there's you know deficiencies in the offense oh, it's always easy to quick to, to point out oh well look at marcus look how many shots he took you know he took 15 he should have there took are those games though those are the games we all know which games that like john's talking about and we can all remember games where it's like why why is he shooting the ball so much why isn't he you know get it get it to Jalen, get it to jason like he, he shouldn't be taking more shots than these guys like there are those games and that's when i that's when i step in and say okay i'm, I'm not on board with this the other games like Brand you the can't ball. just for 25 points, 25 shots. In one of those games, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there there are games where like you just know right off the bat it's gonna be one of those games. Daniel Tyson in the chat. 
What the hell? <laughs> this oh. is quick. The game just ended. Funniest <laughs> thing that ever happened. They're watching us in the locker room. Why John call me an idiot? Funniest thing that ever happened to me. Shane, They're watching at the hotel. Shane Larkin back in the day, he had a rough first half in one of the games. So I tweeted it was plus minus or something. It was like a minus. Oh, minus. man. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And so he comes back. They play him again the second half. He has a really good second half, and he got it to zero. It was the plus minus 10 and then plus 10. And I swear, it was like within five minutes of the game ended. Must have been within two minutes of getting into the locker room. He found the tweet. I didn't even tag him. I just wrote the name, tweeted back, Howard. and said, plus 10 in the second half. Keep the faith, fella. I was like, oh, my. It was so quick after the game. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. He must have beelined to his phone. Someone must have sent it to him, or he just searched his name. And he responded within minutes. Yeah. No, he was definitely that guy who would search his name and go through every single comment because – I remember he would you would see his name and his his tweets pop up immediately after the game and he would either be responding or, or retweeting stuff and I swear like Tatum like like Brad Stevens would still be doing his presser like it would be right <laughs> after the game and he was on Twitter just like someone would have to do the Obama pull the phone away meme there. Yeah, I think that was the same year that these guys were getting in trouble. I think Terry Terry Rozier put something on his snap and like Marcus, you know, that whole thing happened with that IG girl called him out. He was in his DMs and all that. It was a mess, and then I, I forgot about Marcus in the mirror. Well, that that was a whole other issue, but no, this is before that. Yeah. Brad, Brad, yeah, he actually, know. he actually, he didn't say the specifics of it, but he said that they had a, a brief chat about appropriate, you know, behavior on social media. Terry did not give a damn about that. No, he didn't. He whatever whatever you wanted to do, he was doing online. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cloudy snaps and IG stories, if you will. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Oh man, those teams were fun though. Personalities through the roof. Terry, you have a game tomorrow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our commenters, Hans Molman, who I love, was here every game. Did point out twenty nine to thirty three for the pace for the pay, keep saying Pacers for the Spurs. You keep the, saying Pacers. I know. For the Spurs, well, this this game was the exact same as the Pacers game. For the Spurs in the paint. The, the amount of easy buckets those guys had holy wow even when the Celtics were cutting even when the Celtics were cutting that lead down in the third it, it um every bucket San Antonio had was an uncontested layup I, so it, I don't understand it at this point I've been pushing this all year where's the defense on yeah. this team yeah. it, it's everybody smart Tice with the fouls Brown getting torched awful and credit to brown for the offensive burst he's had to start this year but even he said he's not getting it done defensively the way he should be tatum's been solid i won't kill him he's always locked in on the team effort but this team they were top five a year ago and now not only on the offensive end are they getting teams rolling and transition by throwing the ball away themselves which smart talked about pregame too but their defense isn't connected cutters Rim protection. You've just mentioned it. Torch in the paint. I think a lot of that's on Tristan Thompson in the heavy minutes he had to play tonight. This is just bad defensively, and I don't know if they're going to need a trade or a jolt. But we're twenty. Or we're how many games? Fifteen, sixteen in now. Yes, getting away, totally getting a ways game. through there. I've seen one, maybe two games that have impressed me defensively from this team. So again, we're talking about should Smart yeah. shoot. Who's two, taking two, the shot? Two really good defensive games. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, what about and none of well, the offensive stuff matters if they're not going to defend? Your thoughts on them going to zone? Why not? It worked. 
Is it a I'm surprised we didn't go back to it. You know, it's like, hey, that's what got I you. I know for a while we were game, like, oh right? my God, we did the zone thing that everyone's going to overreact <laughs> to, you know? Celtics did zone. Minds are blown. Oh my God. Brad did his own little version of it. Brad did a little zone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so, that, Toronto. Tristan Thompson in the thread. I'm oh, wow. so. <laughs> he had a big putback. He, he, would, big, be, uh, he would be mad apologetic too. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry at how bad I've been. I just, oh, that signing is just bummed me out so far. I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to change the defense. I thought they could be a number one defense with the way he plays, has played inside in his career and his defensive yeah, rebounding fine. stuff and all that. You really they've, did. They've gone in the opposite direction, and he's been a big part of it. I, he made one great stop on uh, Murray or Johnson, one of them at the end underneath there. But otherwise, it was just Torch City. And, he, he And even though he grabs boards – how many times is he just that little engine that could that's just too short and he's jumping and tapping and he's just getting out tapped and then he doesn't get the rebound? It happens so many times tonight. Like his effort is there. I mean, it's absolutely there. It's just, I, I don't know what happened. There's, I mean, just no there's just not enough results. And he is having some games where he is grabbing some boards. He had nine tonight, but it's just we, he's had issues with the putbacks all the time. So How about the play where he dropped the air ball and they almost called the turnover, but the shot yeah. clock saved yeah. him? Yeah. You know who looked good? Aldridge. Get Aldridge here. But I don't know if the Spurs are going to do it. The Spurs are all in now. They want to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're all in now. <laughs> we stopped talking about this game. We talked about this game for a while. Thompson. Let's talk Thompson about this stopped at the end of the game, but he's not going to be that. He's not going to be the enforcer all all game long, or, or at least not completely shut down the opposing, the best opposing big. You know, I'll be stunned oh. if the Celtics don't make a trade this year. Same. Uh, so let me ask you this, for real: um, Should Marcus Smart have taken that shot? Should Marcus Smart? Let's go back to the only thing that matters. <laughs> Seriously, <guys. laughs> let's get back on point. Marcus Smart. No, for real. <laughs> You know, this is what happens. They win a couple games. Everything looks good. Chat's filled with a bunch of positive people. This is the best team in the East. Going to the finals, blah, blah, blah. Jalen, Jason, MVP, you know, one, two. And then you have this crap game and everyone's like, trade everybody and Brad sucks. Like, I get it. No, we've mentioned the negatives there in the wins too. beyond that, for real, if you had to look at this team just after – what we've seen, snapshot, 17 games at this point. Is there anything you would – now that you've got most of the pieces in place, granted Pritchard will come back, Romeo eventually, we'll see what we have. Is there anything you would do differently? You did see tonight, for example, Tice seemed to jump ahead of Thompson. For the first time, we get to see what the lineup would look like. That was a decision Brad had made. He's, it looks like Tice is running with the first unit. Thompson is in unit two. Anything you would do dramatically different than what's being done or what we think is going to be done right now. And that could include Smart or even Kemba to the bench, Rob Williams into the starting into the starting rotation, anybody else coming into the rotation earlier, someone dropping out of it. Anything that you guys see right now that you think, let's try something else. Or is this just going to be a, we know who the best players are. We're going to play these, Brad's going to play different combos of them on every single night. And it's just going to come down to that. But ultimately it's going to be the big three, whatever big seems to be rolling that night, dependent on matchups. And then whatever else you get out of bench guys. Is that, is, is that where we are? Or is there yeah, anything, any other combos, any other different things you'd see? I mean, I've always been in favor of more Rob minutes, but I, I am worried that when you get Rob into the twenties or whatever, you, 
you start to see more of his warts, you know, yeah. and he might be better in small doses. But I, yeah. I think hard, right, at least right now, you keep him in that 13 or 15 range. Probably should be playing more minutes. I'm always going to come back to that. I think you keep him in that 13 to 15 range. And you have a lot of tough teams coming up, especially on the West Coast, uh, or at least the Lakers game is going to be in Boston. But after that, they head out West. And that those obviously going to be some 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 bigger size up there. So so it's, it's going to be a challenge for Williams. And I think you don't want to just throw him in there and give him 20 minutes. I think he's good where he's at, and he'll certainly capitalize off of that. Um, Thompson, I, I don't think this is going to sit well with him. Uh, you know, I, I think Bobby's going to have himself. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be giving us crap or at least celebrating at some point throughout this West Coast road trip. Because I think he's gonna he's gonna find his groove and he's gonna be able to to contribute more often. But in terms of the starting five, I mean, I, I don't. I don't see any drastic change that needs to happen. I like or, the starters tonight. Yeah, I like the starters tonight, and, and I think that's the way you keep it. And in terms of the second unit, you know, the the, the usual suspects, you know, yeah, I want to see some more Neesmith, but for the most part, I mean, Williams, uh, Robert Williams, uh, a little Javante, and hope that T can get out of this little funk or whatever you want to call it that he's in. And uh, Jacob Portal. <laughs> What's up? He called him Jacob Portal. So yeah, again, Taco, Taco's this in the team, when, when when Pritchard returns, I, I think you'll get a better sense of of what this team is going to look like identity wise. But this is a uh, we talked about this last episode. You know, this is a this is a good place to be for the Celtics because yeah, Kemba didn't look great, but you know he's out there, he's getting his reps in, and, and he's got his boys back. You know, the the three guys are back together. Oh man, that's too funny in the comments. Okay, I want more Rob. What about yeah, you? I want Probably more Rob too. Today. Thirteen is low. I mean, what? what Take the kid gloves off. Let this it's the COVID play. stuff, I think. I don't it's know. I think stuff. it's, I think it's the, the three big stuff. I think it's avoiding two big lineups, now having all three of your best players back and and playing those guys more minutes. And you, you've just – the rotation is now tough. Unless you're playing two bigs on the floor for large chunks of time, somebody's going to – one of those guys is going to end up with 10, 12 minutes every single night. Play wrong. Get his value up. At, you know, get, get, you know, see what you got. You know, when are you going to see what you got with this guy? You're just going to play him 13 minutes for the rest of his career, 13 minutes a game. That's why you drafted him. I don't think so. I mean, he's not a, he's not a, you know, he's not nine years old. Like this guy's an, he's an adult. He can play 15, 20, you know, low 20 minutes. I want to see that. I want to see what they've got with him. You know, get him out there, pick and roll, whatever the lob, lobs. Um, so that's one one thing I want to see. Embrace um, the role of gravity, Jimmy. Exactly. Gravitational pull per game. <laughs> I want to see that. And I'm still waiting to see if Romeo is ever going to play this year. I think that could possibly change things. I, if, I, you if know me. I'm all, I'm all in on Romeo. I just think on that big rotation, I'm I'm trending towards Thompson playing the, the, the least minutes of those three, and I have been for a while now that Rob is back. I, I, I want to see Tristan playing the fewest minutes of those three. Uh-oh. I like Tristan's. I don't think that's going to be the case for the Lakers matchup, though. Come on, let's let's get into that real quick because let's let's face it. You're gonna need you're gonna need that muscle. You know, you're gonna need a little more muscle from Tristan. If I'm if I'm Brad, I'm like, hey, this is it. He's not providing it though. That's the problem. These are the champs to do. You're not getting John. If you don't deliver against the champs, are we gonna fight again? What what what, if I'm Brad? I'm like, what do what do I have you here for? If you're not gonna you're not gonna give me your best against the champions, Um, (laughs) you know. I forgot the Lakers are next. That's gonna be ugly if they don't defend. Mister, Mister, oh, I'm the only one in the locker room here with a ring. Like, come on, let's see it. Let's see it. This is it. If I'm Brad, I'm like, you show it to me now, or I'm gonna start cutting your minutes. 
it's inexplicable. Well, I, and he has to at some point. I, I'm all for building him up, ramping him up, letting him get in the flow of things now. The, the excuses with him are valid. But to a point, right now we've seen Tice pass him, which wasn't expected coming in. Tice struggled mightily to start the year. And when Tice got ahead of him, they gave Tice the extra minutes. Now, tonight excluded because of the fouls. If Rob just keeps getting it done behind him, you have to make the move at some point. I trust Brad will, but there's a patience. There's a bigger picture here that Joe Sway mentioned. You want him involved when the big matchups come, when he's playing elite centers and they need some strength. In the, yeah, I do think he's going to be an important piece in the playoffs. We, J- John, he better be. why did they lose in the playoffs last year? There's a reason they thought. Not because this version of Tristan Thompson wasn't on the team. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I think he would have made all okay. the difference in that series. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> I, I'll Definitely never. Definitely not. Maybe a version of Tristan Thompson that once existed. Not this guy playing. We wouldn't even get game seven. We were still same results. Same as hey, the game. You could have had 11 Tristan Thompsons on the roster last year. I don't think it would have made, <laughs> made a difference. Well, Hayward would have having Hayward in general would have helped too. Yeah. But I, I think, think it would have taken Hayward. If you pulled Hayward out and put Thompson in that series, I think you would have seen some difference. Maybe not a flip of the series, as Joe Sway says, but I'll never forget game six. Tice following out with like six minutes to go and Brad just literally not knowing what to do at center because Rob was so bad, Cantor was so bad, and Grant was his top choice at that point. He was the backup center by the end of that series. Bam was taking his 20th free throw on the night in the early fourth yeah. quarter. They lost that series because of the center position. So I think there's a bigger picture here, depending on the matchup. Now, Philly's looking like the beast in the East to start this year. We'll see if they end up being the favorite. But we have good Tristan minutes against Giannis. We have bad Tristan minutes against Embiid. I still think he's going to be an important piece going forward. But at some point, if it's this bad, and it's been brutal to start the year, I wrote about it for Celtics blog this morning, the numbers are just horrifying. you got to make the move. Because Rob is do- getting it done. How good was Rob again tonight? His minutes were as active he as energy. I, I, I jokingly texted on that thread that the first 60 seconds he was on the court was better than Thompson's last six games. Okay, yep. and he's clock, he's rebounding better than Thompson put, too. Clock, put back in improbable alley oop slam alters another shot all in the first like ten seconds he was out there. What did he do rebounding? Didn't he have like a ten rebounding quarter early in the year? He did that that quarter where he didn't play at all, and then he came out in the fourth, and he just friggin' exp- it was all in the fourth quarter. Again tonight, seven rebounds in thirteen minutes. I, yeah. I mean that's impressive. <laughs> oh, mad, mad Brad. Mad Brad. <laughs> Mad Brad, full effect. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Brad. That's I know, surprising. Bobby's his defender. I can't believe that. I don't I don't know how I escaped that. I guess that shows unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Trade for me. He could be available. Speaking He's, of not the Lakers. Good, He's not good. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of the Lakers, they uh... – The wing market's not going to be great. It's ridiculous. like over the offseason. There aren't a lot of – great available wings in the league right now because they're so valuable. And so you can acquire a guy who stinks, but he's not going to make any difference. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. This is a serious, serious question. Let's say hypothetically there was a, I mean, I guess, all right. Just, yeah. Let's say hypothetically there's uh the, 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 the numbers go down and the arenas are back open again and, and TD guard is full, ready to go for Celtics and Lakers. Would the Kim Kardashian, oh, the Kardashian effect, would that, 
benefit Tristan right now or would it make things worse? Having her courtside? Yeah, like just the whole show. Because you know that that would be going on right now. like Jimmy's question. I think it would help him. I think it would help Uh, him too. I'm going Jimmy solo cam. They're calling for it. You have insight on that? I don't don't know anything about all that stuff. Oh, well, what do you want to know? I mean, I'll tell you all about the Kardashians. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, listen, and it's not, it's not just a Tristan Thompson thing. I think any NBA player likes to see their family in the stands or their friends in the stands. But Tristan Thompson being around the Kardashians as long as he has um, and being away from them now for as long as he probably has, <laughs> Kim K will just <laughs> – um, would, 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 you know, maybe want to show, show up a little bit more for it. But that isn't to say that I don't think he's trying as hard as he can. I just think that – like John said, he's a little slow right now. He's a little behind. And uh, I'm not giving up on it. I did like the signing when it happened. I just didn't like it nearly as much as comparing it to Miles Turner, who we don't even need. To, we won't talk about that because that's already over and done with. But Oh, so, man. I, I will have a Kardashian cam ready for the next show. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would help him, man. I think it put him more in the spotlight. He'd be like, all right, pressure's on. Dude. I got this. Wait, so is the, the TD, show, the is that show still going? Do they still do the Kardashian show? I think this is the last season. year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Is, Tristan, is Tristan still in it? We might have to yeah. start watching. He makes he, cameos. Well, he's not that – he would be in it more often if, you know, things were <laughs> – you, you'd see the cameras in Boston more often. Oh, and it's the last season. That's a killer. That would have been fun. TD Garden gets some – they get, like – most of the stars they get are, like, just, like, local athletes. They don't – I mean, sometimes you get, like, Gucci. Like, I think Gucci Mane – yeah, you get like a celebrity because they're there for for a show. You know, what's, you know what's yeah, funny? once in a just, while though. Like, I just thought of this right bring, now. Bring the Kardashian factor. Didn't Meek Mill come? Well, yeah, all, yeah, that too. But no, yeah, I was thinking came. about when 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 Snoop was there for the Lakers game because he was uh, he, he came to Boston. In Boston, yeah, at the House of Blues. I was, I saw him in the hallway, and I, I just go, I go, hey Snoop, Lakers gonna win it all this year? He goes, of course, man, of course we're gonna win it all, and they fucking won it all. Tattoo <laughs> blunt. I just remembered. I just remember this. <laughs> Who's more likely to get kicked out of TD Garden, Kyrie and his, and his smoker, Snoop and his? <laughs> yeah. Nah, Snoop can do whatever he wants. Snoop can do whatever he wants, wherever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> what cracked me up, it was halftime. And I'm like, dude, it, what time did your show start? Like, what time are you going to get there? Yeah. Hey. We had him on. We had him. Uh, we did an interview with him covering one Super Bowl a long time ago. He was there. He was there repping for Willie McGinnis. Was he? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So he, was like, he was like, who are you rooting for, Snoopy? goes, come on, man. Patriots. <laughs> Willie, McGinnis. He goes, Willie McGinnis, Long Beach finest. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? When they did the uh, – I, I was like, oh, it was great. When you Dr. Drake when, Dr. Drake did, yeah. when they did the tour, they recorded it in Boston. And he, had, he had nothing but Patriots gear on. Yeah, now you just reminded me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Long Beach finest. He was he was uh, he was pals with Willie. We got we gotta we gotta talk Lakers. Right. right. He didn't hop on the exactly. He didn't hop on the bandwagon. He was a, he was a fan of Willie first, and then yes. became yeah. Yep, Willie. Uh, so anyway, all right. Let's get into it before we wrap up the show. Lakers. Everyone always gets worried about these. I usually think the Celtics put their best foot forward in these sorts yeah. of games. So yeah. I love yeah. it. I love these big test games. I, I'm I'm actually up to pretty optimistic. Um. Uh, for this, but it's fun to see Lakers lost tonight. It was a Tobias Harris buzzer beater. Yeah, so uh, LeBron, LeBron hit Davis on a cut. Lakers were down big and came back. They took a lead with seven seconds left, and then Harris got into the lane and hit a jumper for the win. Yep. Um, what were they going to say? 
Lakers are really good this year. I think that was their first road loss. They started Lakers, seven. It was their first road loss. They're really good. As we said prior to the season, better than yeah, last LeBron, team. Le, you saw what LeBron did. All agreed with except for Bobby. Yeah, I was wrong about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bobby. What was what was up with that man? I didn't like what's the his name there. Um, what's his name is nasty for them. Carol. Um, no, the guard. Pope. Nope. Schroeder. Schroeder, Schroeder. Yes. He's good. That's an upgrade from Ron. They got him for free, too. That team's pretty loaded with depth. They defend yep. like crazy. Than last year. I'd yeah, say, exactly. and they, they have great personnel, too, to cover the Celtics. You can throw Davis on Tatum. You can throw Braun on Brown. And uh, you, you got some defensive guards there, too, between Pope and Schroeder, who are going to be able to go at Kemba and Smart. So the Celtics... They're not going to be able to compete in this game unless they defend in turn because the offense isn't going to come easy. The Lakers aren't slacking this season whatsoever, even though they have the short layoff and LeBron uh, well, coming back after 60 days or whatever it was. They're going full speed. Maybe they want to touch that Warriors record. That could be what they're going for. Maybe LeBron wants to win MVP after not winning it for a bunch of years now. But what something Warriors record? Them. The record record, 73 wins. Are they going to do that in a 70, 72 It'll game It'll be really season? hard in a 72 game season. <laughs> or a winning percentage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, that I, one's I'm out of the window. The, I'm going to take the under. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for yeah, Caruso. That's who I want to see. Screw LeBron. Every time, I'm ready for the Caruso show, man. I just think every time these two teams come together, at least in the last couple of years, you, you know, Tatum just – it's a uh, – it's like a challenge. It's not just a challenge. It's, it's a. It's a. I can make history against the Lakers type of thing, right? Because after what happened to Staples, they Center, played them really well last year. In fact, they blew them out in the Garden. Yeah, I mean, look, it came in a losing effort, but that game in L.A. I, I oh, spoke. that was great. That was Tatum's. Tatum's like that's my favorite I'm Tatum performance. National TV coming out party. My favorite performance from Tatum, and I think uh, you were out there for that occasion again. What's up? You, you were out there for that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was, and. and let me tell you guys something, man. Like I being in that locker room, like it was it didn't feel like a loss. It was weird. It was like they were just like I know it sounds really bad to say it, but it was like they were just kind of like, yeah, great game, you know. Right, so that's that's my next game. that's my next question while we assess this team. I'll, I'll start with Jimmy. Like Thank you. Is this the stage? Like is this where we are? They've gone off to a great start, the top two in the east. Are we back to this team has to make the finals? Like, is this where they are in their development? They lost, they lost Hayward, but young guys are filling in. Because last year when they played the Lakers hard and they had the four stars and they were rolling through the playoffs, they had to get them to the finals. But this year is a little different. Um, it's a good question. I think the expectations are – I don't think you can lower them from last year. So with that being said, I mean – like you said, you, you you did lose Hayward, but you expected Brown and Tatum to improve. You had Kemba coming back, but you weren't sure how healthy he was going to be. So if he is healthy and you see the improvement from those two stars, I'm not going to say that it's NBA Finals or bust, but it's certainly Eastern Conference Finals for me. Um, I don't know if they are better than the Sixers. In the playoffs last year, they murdered them. So we'll see which team shows up, I guess, in the playoffs. The Heat are iffy. They've got some health things going on, too. Um, it's a wide-open East, so with that being said, I mean, I would be pretty disappointed if they didn't put a serious charge uh, into getting into the NBA Finals. I don't know if that's a cop-out answer, but it's kind of how I feel. Is that quote from Brad? <laughs> I saw one quotation mark. 
Yeah, I think um, I think because of the the Kemba injury and you know the way things started off, I, I think you look at a team like the Brooklyn Nets. You're know, like, what's going to happen there? I, I don't know if it yeah, the Nets. ends in the Eastern Conference Finals if that's necessarily a failure. But of course, it depends how how they go about it, right? I mean, last season it was sort of easy to say that, but at the same time, it was sort of like, man, what a golden opportunity, you know? The, the Celtics topped right. the, the Sixers. They didn't have to play the Bucks. Like that was sort of the ideal path to the nba finals and of course it just it came up short so i felt like there's a lot more disappointment in that uh run as opposed to what's going to happen ahead you know because you look at how much better other teams got around the celtics you know but yeah miami is obviously ex- there i still have miami up there philly's up there and, and, and brooklyn those are those are my three i still yeah, have some are, outside yeah. of those three so miami's in I, a big hole i still like indy yeah. you guys know i'm indy guys so I'm listen. I'm not saying the Celtics are front runners to get there. I'm just saying I would still be, you know, especially I, I I think the organization, the players would be disappointed if they didn't, you know, get to the Eastern Conference Finals with the team they have. So it's, I'm not saying that they're playing at that level right now, but I, I think that they are capable of. So I guess we'll see as we get closer down the stretch. But um, yeah, the talent's there. I'm more yeah, the talent's there, but there's holes, and you see them in the wins and the losses. I don't know if it's something that you just have to keep developing as the season goes on and get comfortable with each other and what we talk about with Thompson. And, you know, Teague comes into this too. I think at some point Teague's going to get cut and they're going to find someone else better to come in here because he's just not getting it done. Um, but they need to make some changes as this year goes on because as constructed, I worry about the holes with this team. I worry about some of the things that could get exposed come playoff time, whether we talk about Tyson's fouling or – um, the depth, the size, the rebounding, defense, some of these things, even the turnovers early on. But those are that's something that's probably just naturally going to get fixed as the year goes on. But John said it, highs with wins, lows with losses. But I do think we look at this team right now and say they've been great. The record's awesome. They've exceeded expectations. But there's big, big glaring issues behind the scenes that uh, lead to a night like this and some of the other sloppier nights that they've had. And even Chicago the other night. Great win overall, an awesome effort, but some massive, massive lapses. They could have sent that one the other way. To, on, on a happy note, I will remind everybody that this happened last time the Lakers were at the Garden. Ah. So good. I couldn't see it. I don't know what. I didn't see it. Did everyone else see it? I could imagine it. You couldn't see it? No. No. Could you just hear it? Let's face it. It's a black screen. I thought I was going to hear anything. That's the glitch. That's 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 the glitch the thing was telling me about, something about my Chrome. Um, Did we see the Marcus Smart bite? I heard it, but I didn't see it. Yeah. Video video glitch. We'll fix it for next time. Um, I thought it was just me. Then. I think everybody else saw it because no one complained about the Marcus Smart one. Yeah. No, it's fine. The uh, I think the audio is coming through, but the video's got an issue. Yeah, that's what it was. 
Yep, no problem. Yeah. Uh, we'll fix it for next time. But um, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Bummer to not have the fans. The fans freaking love these games. Uh, yeah. Somebody made a comment in the in the some in the comments about uh, um, Jalen Brown. Have you noticed he's not dunking anymore? No. How many times has he had an open look and chose that? A couple of times tonight he didn't have it. How much of that is like you can't fire up a crowd with a dunk anymore, so why waste your yeah. energy? Yeah, why like hit the wrists and everything like that, you know? Oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah, definitely it. Smart's still dunking. <laughs> it is yeah, because like, Jalen would just let out that loudest scream. The, yeah, that, that's the crowd. That makes there's sense. There's less of it, never, right? There's, crowd, so there's no yeah. reason to freaking fire it up yeah. right now. It's a big impact. He's had a couple, it? but they've just been kind of like, I'm I'm close enough. It's an easy tuck, but he's not right. doing those hammer throwdowns. He's had a couple breakaways, a couple times. One time he went baseline tonight and just kind of laid it in. He could have absolutely dropped a hammer. So the bubble was so different, and you had the screen and some of the effects and all that. The production was so nice that it made up a little bit for the lack of fans, even though the playoffs have become more glaring. But this year, you, you feel it. There are so many moments, wins. Uh, matchups, as you mentioned here, where you're just like, oh, this is great, but you need the fans for this. And Irving coming back early in the year wasn't the same. And Killer. Yeah, all, so much stuff happening this year that you just – win gets taken out of uh, what they're doing here because of the lack yeah. of fans. It's a killer. When the Lakers I mean, come down, it's always going to capitalize on – how many teams would capitalize on that better than the Celtics or more than the Celtics? You know, like that – that TD Garden, I mean, to get that back after not having it for so long, it's going to be incredible for this team if they're able to do it in the postseason. I'm not against the bubble. I'm not, but I understand why they are. It's not going to happen. I don't know. We'll vaccines, see. Vaccines seem more uh, likely. I w- is, anyone, is anyone going to the game here on Saturday or no? Potentially. Um, Potentially. Yeah. Um, but we will uh, we'll have more on Saturday. Is that the that's it though, right? There are a couple of days off here. Yeah, that's it. All right, yeah, so couple days off. Lakers Saturday. We've got we've got, and then it's West Coast. Yeah, LeBron Saturday. All right. Dude, watching LeBron is awesome in person. Anyway. We have told you guys that we are going to do stuff on the West Coast. It might be shorter, might be a, sh- a smaller cast of characters. We'll keep doing it. We will be back on Saturday. Uh, we do have to tell the people about. Manscaped? Manscaped. Okay. Press pass 20, 20% off your purchase. Free shipping at Manscaped. You get the whole deal, all of it. January deal on your grooming needs, all your below the belt grooming needs, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes with, comes with, powder, cologne, underwear, a, a carry bag, the lawnmower 3.0. Um, 3.0. Huge. We have amazingly sold a ton of these. And when we do, they keep sponsoring and we get to keep doing this uh, and bringing the content to you for free. So if don't be bashful, get one. I mean, honestly, you need something like it. So if you can get it for 20 percent off, you you need something. You got to have one of these. Yeah, you got to have something like this in your kit. If you don't have it, get this quality product. Are they doing like some Spray, cologne now, too, stuff like it. that. Spray, spray powder, cologne, right. underwear. Take care of yourself, fellas. Come Carry on. Bag. Yeah. Self-care. She said, she said she doesn't care yeah. that much. No, she's lying to you. She does care. All right? Take care of yourself. As we said, you get vaccinated, you start to go out into the world again. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. 
Yes. Yeah. You don't look Rock. the same, right? You know it's okay. not easy. Yeah. You, you got to be ready. So <laughs> Manscaped, be ready. <laughs> press pass 20, manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, go get some. Uh, guys, uh, let's wrap it up. We'll be back on Saturday. Enjoy a couple days off. Full energy, full effort, 48 yes, minutes. Yeah. 48 full minutes uh, on Saturday. Everybody at home, thanks for watching. Reminders, of course, as always, um, that subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, um, and uh, you'll get notified when we go live. So do that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, people are proud of that, Read, I, I, I botched one a couple days ago, and people were really concerned. <laughs> hey, ton of new stuff at the network. You were smooth on that one. Good you read. Proud Mark, of you, John. You got to go over to the channel. Check out Mark Stein with hey. and Ryan this week. Yeah. Joe Sway just did a Kobe special with Nick and uh, Max. So if yeah. you want to see Nick, Howard Beck is on with Sherrod um, talking about the Lakers. He covered Kobe a great deal. Uh, Lakers and Kobe uh, as well. So you have that. Um, and obviously, we know Joe Sway's got Causeway Street. Bobby Manning's got Dome Theory. The Jimmy John podcast in development at some point. We spend so much time together. Yeah. We spend so much time together here. I almost. Uh, we can I, just leave and you'll keep going for 30 more yeah. minutes. I think you can do it. <laughs> after yeah. hours. Yeah, you can just cut those after episodes. Yeah. yeah. Me and Joe yeah. Sway will go get a drink and just watch. Yeah. You guys, you guys jump in the thread and troll us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, come up with burners, too. <laughs> Wouldn't know it's us. Uh, that was classic by the commenters tonight. Good job, everybody. Good job, everybody. I, I wonder, right, did, did everyone just guy. jump off the thread, go develop a new identity, and jump on as them on, on the fly? That was great. It might just be the same guy changing his name over and over. I'm not <laughs> I sure. think it is. <laughs> yeah. It might be the same guy. Um, so again, thanks everybody at home. <laughs> <laughs> we always appreciate you guys. Uh, and so we'll see everybody again on Saturday. Good night. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.